It's hard to have strong relationships with others if you do not have a strong relationship with yourself. But regardless of the type of relationship it is, we can always work to build stronger relationships and connections, reducing stress, fostering brain health, and increasing our overall longevity. Welcome to the Core Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Banks, a mindset and positive psychology coach. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to creating happiness from within. So let's do it. Hello, and welcome to another episode. As we enter February with Valentine's Day around the corner, I like to take time to decommercialize the romantic notions of the holiday and focus more on a topic that holds immense significance in our lives. And that's building and sustaining strong relationships. Whether it's yourself, family, friends, colleagues, or mentors, strong relationships are the cornerstone of our personal and professional growth and success. In past episodes, we have explored self-worth and self-care. So today, I want to focus on the science behind building robust connections and sharing practical tips to sustain and strengthen our bonds with others. To kick things off, I want to review why building strong connections is vital in every aspect of our lives. Scientifically, research consistently shows us that positive social interactions contribute significantly to our overall well-being. And when we talk about well-being, we're not just talking about happiness and this elusive sense of fulfillment. We're talking about a holistic sense of health, and that includes physical, mental, and emotional. And if you listened to the previous episode with Dr. Sarah Whedon, you may have heard her express that our brains need three things to be healthy and to function and thrive. And two of them were connection and touch. So numerous studies including those done by Dr. John Casiapo, who was a social neuroscientist that conducted extensive research on loneliness and the effects on the brain, argued that loneliness triggered stress-related responses in the body. And that affected everything from our immune system to our sleep patterns. And on the other side, the positive social connections released oxytocin, which we refer to as the love hormone, and it promoted feelings of trust bonding, and overall well-being. So if you listen to the previous episode where Dr. Whedon talked about having healthy brains, she even said, find a way to connect, find a way to have physical touch. And if you're a person who lives alone, she said, get a pet. If you're married and going through some difficulties, she said, find a way to work through and bridge that divide because we need that connection. We need that physical touch in order for our brains to remain healthy and to optimize our brain health. There are also additional studies, such as those led by psychologists like Dr. Julian Holt-Lundstedt, who highlight the importance of social connection on mortality rates. And that research suggests that strong connections can be as beneficial to our health as quitting smoking. Can you believe that? That is a powerful testament to the importance of building and maintaining strong relationships. Now consider this. There's a study done by Harvard Study of Adult Development, which is the longest running study on adult life. And they found that the quality of our relationships is a far more significant predictor of our overall happiness and health 
than factors such as wealth or fame. And that reminds me of a quote that Oprah Winfrey used to say a lot, which was, there are many people who will ride with you in the limo, but I want the people who will take the bus with me when the limo breaks down. And I think that speaks to the fact that we have so many people in this day and age, whether it's uh, influencers or YouTube stars that go after fame and notoriety, money, wealth, and still have this false notion that those things would give us better lives, better longevity, better happiness overall. But what we actually see and what is scientifically proven is that when you have fame and notoriety, wealth, you attract people for sure, but they're not quality relationships. And all too often, we find that when people come into money or who have had a sense of fame, feel lonely at the end of the day. I know I've seen countless documentaries about musicians or actors, and at the end of the day, they say, I'm very lonely. So you can have millions of adoring fans. You can have fame. You can have money. You can have crazy wealth. But really, it's about strong, meaningful connections. And I think that speaks volumes to the profound impact that quality relationships can have on our overall quality of life, as well as our longevity. So as we navigate through the intricacies of our lives, it becomes pretty clear that investing time and energy into building and sustaining strong relationships isn't just a nicety. It's not just something that's, yeah, that's nice to have. It's a necessity for us to have a fulfilling and thriving experience in life. Let's go further. Let's look into tips that we can integrate into our lives that focus on the four other important relationships. Number one, obviously, is the relationship with yourself. But let's focus on relationships that are equally as important, such as family, friends, which include intimate relationships or spouses, professional, and mentorship and guidance. First, we're going to focus on family relationships. So building strong family bonds within your family is important for supportive and nurturing environments. So if you think about your childhood, I'm sure, I mean, I know I can, but I'm sure you can think about maybe a time where one parent was more supportive than another parent, or you're closer to one parent and you weren't as close to the other parent because maybe you didn't feel that sense of support or you didn't feel the sense of nurturing. We even see movies sometimes where you can take a child who comes from a family environment that did not have a lot of support and did not have a lot of nurturing, and they're put into an environment where there is support, there's nurturing, there's love, and they thrive, right? So we know that the environment in which we were raised in or that we live in, in terms of our family, needs to be a nurturing and supportive environment. One practical tip to help with building and fostering strong family bonds it's just to prioritize time together. Now, this doesn't need to be a grand gesture. It doesn't need to be trips to Disneyland or beach getaways or anything like that. It can be as simple as regular family dinners or a weeknight outing. You could try game night. You could try any type of family activity. Go for a walk in the park. You can try cooking together. The key is consistency and creating shared experiences. And then tip number two is just to foster open communication within the family. Establish a safe space where everyone 
can express their thoughts and feelings because this helps strengthen our emotional connection with each other. For example, I know some families who like to do highs and lows at the end of each day. And in this case, you can combine it with tip number one, which is, you know, your family activity. So maybe you do nightly dinners. And at that dinner, you ask, what was your high? What was your low? And just give your family members a chance to share their highlights and challenges from the week. That also encourages understanding and empathy from other family members. But again, just try for consistency because that is what will strengthen the overall bonds. Moving on to our next important form of relationship, which is friendships, or what I often refer to as chosen family. Dr. Robin Dunbar, who is an evolutionary scientist, suggests that we can maintain about 150 stable relationships, with five being our closest circle. So quality over quantity is what's key here. Take a moment and reflect on your close circle. Are you investing enough time in those crucial relationships? If not, consider scheduling regular catch-ups or virtual coffee dates. I know during COVID in 2020, a lot of my friends did that. We had virtual wine dates. We would schedule it, jump on a video call with our glass of wine and catch up. And just say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on with you? How are you feeling? And that really helped us have a sense of connection during lockdown when we were told essentially to socially distance. Another tip is to be very intentional about investing quality time into your friends. Invest in what's going on with them. Be intentional about celebrating their successes. If you actively engage in their achievements, that actually deepens your genuine happiness for the friendship. So imagine that a friend just landed their dream job. And instead of sending a congratulatory text, you plan a small celebration or you offer to help them celebrate in some meaningful way or go to dinner. And look, I know life gets busy. I know we can get busy with careers and family and kids and people moving. And we tend to lose touch. And you look up one day and you realize it's been weeks or months since you've had a really good catch up with someone that you really care about. But that's why you have to be intentional. That's why it's so important. And if all you can do is send a quick text, make that text meaningful. Let it say, hey, how are you? How are you doing? And if you don't know what to say, just let them know you're thinking about them. I know I have friends that do that with me sometimes, especially if I'm going through a hard time and they may not know what to say, but they want to comfort me. They want to let me know that they're there. They just send me a text with the heart emoji just to let me know that I'm in their thoughts. And I'm telling you, simple connections like that more frequently go a very, very long way. Let's shift gears a little bit into the professional realm and talk about having strong relationships in the workplace. Dr. Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist, and he highlights the significance of what he calls giver behaviors. And this is when individuals contribute without expecting immediate return. An immediate return could be anything from, you know, expanding your networking to opportunities, promotions, that type of thing. But think about your professional career or just your professional network. And 
Think about if there are areas where you could be a giver. Where can you offer your support? Where can you share your knowledge? Even if it's just acts of kindness, because that ripple effect of generosity can significantly enhance your professional relationships and genuinely help you connect with colleagues. Another thing you can do is try to seek out opportunities for collaboration, working on projects together. That helps to strengthen professional ties and also a sense of camaraderie. Maybe consider a situation where you collaborate with a colleague from a different department or just any type of collaboration because that not only will broaden your professional network, but it can also open doors for you for either future collaborations or future opportunities or just overall professional growth and expansion. And finally, the last relationship that we're going to discuss is mentorship. And this has become a popular topic with a lot of my coaching clients lately. And for those who don't know, a mentorship is a vital aspect of your personal professional growth because a mentor can provide valuable insights, guidance, and they can help open doors to new opportunities in the professional realm. So if you consider the mentor-mentee relationship between, let's say, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, Warren Buffett's guidance has been very instrumental in the success of Bill Gates. You can look at, I know I referenced Oprah Winfrey earlier, her mentor was Maya Angelou. Look at famous director J.J. Abrams, his mentor Steven Spielberg. Look at Viola Davis, the most recent EGOT. Her mentor was Meryl Streep. And again, I'm naming big names because these are names that most everyone in the world will know and relate to. But it doesn't have to be that big. A mentor can be just as impactful regardless of what industry it is and regardless of what your career growth and aspirations are. So if you're seeking a mentor, try to identify someone who aligns with your values, not just your work ethic, but their values. And then simply reach out with a thoughtful message. And that message should express your admiration, of course, and then a genuine interest about why you want to learn from their experiences. And listen, if you're like me and you think about somebody you truly admire and your nerves just go crazy, you use so much anxiety. And I have to remind myself sometimes, but the key is to just be authentic, be genuine. So work past that nerve of reaching out to somebody you admire. Just be yourself and speak from your heart. And then when they agree to work with you, because I'm sure they will, who wouldn't want to, then create a mentorship plan. Outline your goals your expectations of where you seek guidance, because that structured approach will ensure that you have a very productive and meaningful mentor-mentee relationship. And that brings us to the end. We have reviewed the four main important relationships outside of obviously the relationship with yourself, which is most important because it's hard to have strong relationships with others if you do not have a strong relationship with yourself. But regardless of the type of relationship it is, we can always work to build stronger relationships and connections. Overall, just remember that investing time and effort and nurturing the connections is what matters the most because that consistency can lead to a more fulfilling and successful life by making us healthier, reducing stress, fostering brain health, and increasing our overall longevity. Until next time, Keep building those strong connections. 
I thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it or leave a review. If you have any thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email podcast at corehappiness.com. For show notes and additional resources, you can visit www.corehappiness.com. As always, please remember, never let anyone diminish your light. Until next time, sending you my love.